Hello, hello, and welcome to I Wish a Mother Would. We are here to inspire moms and caregivers to do creative things in the home, and I wish a mother would try to stop me. So I'm your host, Shaniqua Dasher, and I'm so excited to bring you so many beautiful experiences today. And one of those beautiful experiences is someone I've known for I don't even know, maybe 10 years, I don't know. It's been so long. Um, and her name is Coach Chef Kim. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe it. About 10 years ago, I, yeah. when I used to make, I, I'm a creative, and so I used to make tutus, tutus. and custom shirts and all yes. kinds of fun stuff for kids, and I made something special for your daughter. Yes, and it was for, for Easter. Easter. Yes. yes, it was for Easter. Oh my God, no. and I mean, we have been connected ever ever since ever since she's such That's a beautiful crazy. soul you're such an amazing woman like you Thank inspire you. me to no end and i'm just gonna let the people get to know you tell them tell them tell them about you tell them what your purpose driven passion is absolutely so as shaniqua said i am coach chef kim and um one of the things that has happened to me over the last couple of years is i have moved from being a professional pastry chef into being a transformational life coach mm. and now granted there's a story in the midst of all of that but that is where all of the things I've experienced over the last three years in particular has led me and so uh the the transformation coach era of coach chef Kim is probably the best one it is a beautiful it's a it's a yeah. beautiful thing to experience and see as you transform yeah which brings me to today's episode we're all about momming after divorce yep (laughs) here we are (laughs) here we are here we are but we're gonna break the ice a little bit okay even though we've already broken the ice a little bit let's do um but i'm going to do a little a little story okay it's okay it's, it's called the i wish a mother would story okay um and i'm gonna read it to you because it's very interesting okay all right for Former daycare center employees in Mississippi have been charged with felony child abuse in connection with videos that showed them in Halloween scream masks, scaring children, chasing them and threatening them as the monster because they didn't clean up and they weren't listening. I mean, we're, let, let's roll this clip real quick and let's just show you a little bit of it. I'm, I'm going to warn you, it's a little disturbing to see, and it might make you have, like, an involuntary reaction, okay? Just check it out. Okay, this has been good. Don't get hurt. I got it. Jackie's been good. Just a harder note.
Can you believe what you just watched? Um, no. And um, <laughs> as a as a parent, mm -hmm. I don't know how you um, effectively handle that. Like, how do you engage these people? Because there's there's no way you're gonna tell me it was necessary. They can't put me near these people. That's, right. That's the problem. Because I, I I would. That's very much a I wish a mother would moment. Yeah. And I would be in jail. Like the cleanup song is enough. Enough. You know? We just clap it, and sing. Yeah, clean yes. up, clean up. Because That's enough. You're you're literally in these children's faces screaming. Yeah. The children are crying to no end. Yeah, no. They're running and chasing. Like, this is ridiculous. Now, do you think felony charges was too harsh or do you think it was just enough? No, I think they probably could go deeper because mm. now you are messing with the matrix of these children. Mm. Which means this isn't something that they're not like gonna forget like this is in their matrix and it may not show up right now but it will show up later in life yeah i heard somebody with an argument that said that because it was a felony charge it wasn't intentionally cruel and it wasn't gonna affect them and i'm like you're so wrong right this is gonna affect them for that's the psychological rest damage of their lives and it psychological is. damage is worse than any physical damage that yes. anybody can ever do ask I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Mommy after divorce. Uh -huh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's a no. I wish a mother would tell me what you guys think about this particular story because it absolutely disturbed me. Yeah. I'm gonna move on to some fun things. We're gonna play a little game. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. All right. So you know how you have like those little letter strings? Yeah. That, that will um give you sentences. Yes. I'm gonna give you clues. Oh God. And you're gonna tell me what these things say. Okay, well this is an easy one. That's it's just easy. to get you started. Okay, I wish a mother would. I wish a mother would. I don't even have to give you a clue on that one. No, okay? I got it. All right. I wish a mother would. Okay, so this one, this is a big one, right? Ooh. This is what your mama tells you when you just yelling and you just got all the things to say and you talking and running your mouth and she just tells you to mmm you're running your mouth. Oh, no. So, be, be, be. be quiet before I get. Oh, I give you something to cry about. Oh, 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 oh. trauma. Oh, these are things that black mothers say, by the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had to go back. I'm sorry. I had please, to go back with that please, one. Please um, um, do not fault me for any traumatic experiences that you may have with yeah. these parts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Ready for the next one. Okay. All right. Um, when you are just not following the rules and you're being very um, hard-headed, your mama will tell you that a... A hard head makes a soft behind. Oh, it sure does. <laughs> this is so funny. I don't know if I've ever said any of these to my children. Uh, and I pray you, I, and I pray you don't. Let's, let's end generational curses yeah, now. please. Now. Please. Okay. When your kids want fast food. You got McDonald's money? <laughs> and actually, my kids will say yes. <laughs> actually, I do, because we're not broke besties. We, no. we got money over here. They have grandparents. <laughs> Give them McDonald's money. Yeah. All right. Um, when your kids leave their socks and stuff all over the place. Oh, child, do I look like your maid? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, when they forget where they came from, but you remind them that you birthed them. Oh my God. Um. I have no idea. You birthed them. I brought you. 
Oh, I brought you in this world. I can take you out. You sure can. It's giving Claire Huxtable. It's giving. I brought you in this world and I can take you out. Yeah, Cosby Show. <laughs> That's what it's giving. And last but not least, when we go to the store and you ain't got no money, do not ask me for mm -mm, nothing. Nothing. Don't ask mm -hmm. me for nothing. Nothing. That's why we use um pickup. Then my kids can't ask for anything. That's why we have like a green light card. Kayla has her own little <gasps> little That's debit smart. card with her picture yeah. on it. And so they she, can buy whatever they want. You can have whatever you like as long as you got money on your card that exactly. you earned. Oh, mine just takes their grandmama and she refills it. Oh, okay. I'd be making my children earn money around these streets. We don't do that. <laughs> All right, Kim. So let's just get into our deep dive. Okay. Um, talking about momming after divorce, but more importantly, the after divorce. We're not worried about the divorce because divorce is over. Yeah? Amen. 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 Let's talk about thriving. Yeah. Yes. Thriving. Yes. yes. Thriving. So can you share your personal journey of going through divorce while managing all of your entrepreneurial <laughs> pursuits? Um, what were some of the challenges that you faced? Ooh, okay, so the biggest challenge was getting injured mm. in 2020. Um, that was the the catalyst to all the things. So um, when I woke up Thanksgiving morning in 2020, I was fine. When I went to bed, I could no longer close the door. I couldn't take a bra off. I could not undress myself. I couldn't hold a cup. Whoa. And I was like, something's wrong. Something's happening. What is this? And we were in the midst of the divorce at that time. Ooh. So my only help in the house were the kids, mm. right? Because at this point we were already separated. So um, when I finally made it to the doctor three days later, they were like, close your business effective immediately. But you were a full-time chef. Full-time pastry chef. Hey, oh. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry, it doesn't work. The Real Housewives of Atlanta need their order this weekend. And she was like, you need to close your business effective immediately. And when you are getting divorced from the person who is like the sole breadwinner, who has a corporate job and you are the entrepreneur, and then somebody comes in and tells you you can't do that thing. That's a what do you mean? Yeah, that's... like I that doesn't make any sense. And so I had a choice. I could either wallow in self-pity or I could pivot and I could thrive. Okay. And so that is what I did. So that reality of that Tuesday, I'll never forget it, was the hardest part mm. of the whole process was that okay, so we're getting divorced and now I'm physically unable to do the thing that made me money. Mm. So that for me was was definitely the hardest piece in figuring out how am I gonna make money right. without that steady income. And then you have these babies depending on you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That'll that'll do it. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about how your support system, because I heard you talking about your mother and the kids' grandmother. So yeah. how is their overall village and your support system kind of helped you in all of that yeah just be able to do all the things because you do the things I do a lot of things um and so my support system isn't just like when we think support system think outside of just your family mm -hmm. and I refer to it as your family of origin yeah so my family of origin would be like aunts uncles cousins like all these people you're blood related to um and for me my kids have always had chosen family mm. so all the entire bridal party from the wedding mm. right like when I got married, they had to take a vow to me. Mm. So even though I vowed to him, they vowed to me. And mm. so they were there for the wedding. They were there for the divorce. Mm. And so when all this went down, they were like, what do you need? 
Like, how how can we help you? How can we show up for you? And remember, this is 2020, middle yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. So this was, you know, dropping things off at the door, um, not really having visitors or anything like that. My parents rock solid right. at all points. What do you need? You can't do this. You need to be in physical therapy. I was in physical therapy seven months. You were injured. Because I was injured at the same time. So it's the emotional and the physical toll of all the things. Um, And then just having people that you can just text in the middle of the night like, yo, I don't feel like being strong today. Mm -hmm. And it was during this process I got rid of being the strong friend. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to this point. We're injured. But before we were injured, we were already separated. So Mm -hmm. what got us there? Because how long were y'all married first? We were married for... Okay, we were married for five years at this point. Mm -hmm. The funny part of our divorce story is we got divorced the same week we got married. No. So our marriage date and our divorce date are literally three days apart. Um, Karma. You know, the universe is funny. Um, so for us, it was one of those things where pre-pandemic, I asked him, why are we married? Mm. Like, why are we together? This was the week of Valentine's Day of 2020. And his response was, I don't know. And I immediately text the makeup artist from my wedding, who was a lawyer, mm. and said, we're getting divorced. Oh, my. It was literally just that. It was... We had just made it to the point where we were just like two passing ships in the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, literally. And we had been at that point for two years. Mm. And so, because people are like, most people are like, we didn't even know, like, y'all weren't together. Well, we were in the middle of a pandemic Mm. when all this went down. So even the divorce process itself, we never had to see each other. Mm -hmm. Um, We had to get on Zoom in order to get divorced. We sat in the waiting room longer then we sat in the Zoom room with oh. the judge. Um, and so it wasn't like any, I don't want to say animosity. It was probably the smoothest divorce ever for us. Okay. Um, because it just no longer served us mm. as people. And I think that one of the things a lot of people miss is when a woman grows and you don't grow with her. And you keep this image of who she was mm. as opposed to who she's evolving into. We have a problem. Right. Like when you met me, I was just a chef. But in the time that we've been together, I've gotten a master's degree. I've launched multiple businesses. Like I'm not the same person. He's holding on to that thing. Yeah. So when everything that you did to get me no longer works. What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So it we really just grew apart. Yeah. There was, you know, no love loss or nothing like that. It was just like, why? But what were the signs that made you ask him that one pivotal question? Like, it we, was... Okay. So communication breakdown, I think, is the easiest way to put it. So we had gone to, the kids and I had flown to Chicago, mm-hmm. and we were flying back. And I had been texting him all day. The flight is delayed. We'll be there at whatever time, whatever, whatever. We arrived at Hartsfield-Jackson Airport at 2.17 a.m. And I texted him and said, we're walking out of the airport. And he responded, have a safe trip home. And I looked at, that was exactly my face. And I said, I'm sorry, are you not here to pick us up? He said, no, I'm in South Carolina. Yes. Okay. So it was, and I was like, it's 2.17 in the morning. (laughs) And we have no way to get home. And so we had to call an Uber and we got home. But like, he was like, I didn't know 
that the expectation was that I was supposed to pick you You're up. You're my husband. It doesn't matter. By that point, the communication had broken down that much that this wasn't common knowledge that I'm telling you all of this for a reason. reason. No. Oh, my. And that was when it hit me that, wow, when was the last time we actually had a conversation? conversation. Because there's no reason that something this big should have gone unnoticed. Yeah. And so that was, it was kind of the, like, I don't need a whole lot of things. That was enough. That, yeah. It's just, that's a base, like, pick me up from the airport at 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning with my children, yeah. with my children. Yeah. So now we out here in e these ATL streets at... Absolutely. At 2 o'clock in the morning. At 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Oh, we have okay. Well, as the queen of pivots, we pivoted from that moment. And yes. And we pivoted professionally at that point. So, hmm. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and how it is fulfilling you in Ooh. a way like no other. Because I see a different you. Yes. I see a different glowing you. Yeah. When I see you operate and move, you move with ease. So yeah. just lay it on me, girl. So um, getting to this point, like when you're stripped of everything, and for me, 2020, the end of 2020, beginning of 2021 was the stripping, right? Like I call that like my pruning season um, where relationships ended, the, you know, the divorce happened. Um, and then I went to Miami and I was on a, I was at a retreat and my job at the retreat was to essentially hold space for all the people there. Mm -hmm. Right. And because I had gone into this like deconstruction from church and it wasn't that I wasn't religious. It was just, I was leaning more into spirituality at that time. Yeah. And so I was just there to hold space. And on the way back, I was like, I think I want to be a life coach. Wow. Just like, on the yeah. On the 12 hour ride back from Miami, that was a thought. I got back home and three days later, I had enrolled in the program to become a life coach. <laughs> And that program, what I did not know was going to exponentially change who I was as a person because that program didn't, it wasn't like, here's some worksheets, go coach people. Mm -hmm. It was like, let's do some inner child healing. Mm. And so I had to do the work. That wasn't what you were That's expecting. not what I was signing up for. <laughs> and so I had to confront all sorts of things. I was hypnotized in the coaching session. I uh, went back to like first grade trauma I had put out of my brain and didn't believe it. Had asked my mother, was that real? And she was like, yes, where'd that come from? Wow. So I went through this program, like nine months of this, of me like really dealing with inner child work and healing myself. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, ooh, I can do this for other people. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And so now I do it for other people. Uh, not nearly as intense. Like we, we not crying every single session <laughs> but it is a matter of I know who I am and I'm comfortable in my skin mm -hmm. and I think this is the first time in my life I've been this comfortable with who I am mm. and so because I am true to me like my favorite thing like people are like how do you know how like how do you get all things done and I'm like if it's not a hell yes it's a no there like you go. I I'm grown as hell and I tell you I'm grateful to be a hell yes <laughs> you all right hell yes in my life like if it's not a hell yes it's a no and that's how I decipher between what I'm going to do versus what I'm not going to do and that keeps me grounded yeah so instead of like running behind kids doing all the things for all the people I'm just like what brings me joy today right goodbye people pleasing goodbye and if it's nothing guess what we do nothing nothing just good. and I don't feel bad about it 
And I'm getting to that point now where I can just sit and be. Yeah. And it's a beautiful. It is. Beautiful thing. But it takes a lot to get there. It does. Yeah. It takes a heck of a lot. So I'm just so grateful. And I'm not going to. Oh, God. I'm, I'm so grateful for you because probably almost a year ago, I was sit lit, probably right now at this very time, I was sitting on your floor at your old house. At the old house. We'll talk about that. But I was sitting on the floor at your old house, not knowing what I was going to do because I just separated from my husband. Yeah. He was a corporate breadwinner. Yeah. And here I am as this creative that, you know, I don't have health insurance. I don't have, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. And you showed me so many different tricks and tools that you yeah. had gotten under your belt in the world, of, in the space of content creation. And you really just like held my hand through it and you showed yeah. up for me. And I, I'm, I just want to tell you how grateful I am for that. Yes. Because on this other side, mm -hmm. divorce final two weeks ago. Amen. Two weeks ago. Yeah, love that. I am so much happier. I mm -hmm. am back to myself. Mm -hmm. um, the 5.0 version. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I just feel so at ease. Yes. And that's just like what it is. It's like, I can feel what I see in you. Yes. And it's, it's a different level of living your life because when you're on the brink of divorce, everything is unknown. Mm -hmm. Right. And so everything that you thought your life was going to look like, it doesn't look like that. And now you're like, what is my life going to look like going forward? Right. And for some people, that's scary. For me, it wasn't. For mm. me, that was opportunity. Mm. So when you came to my house, I'm like, yo, this is what we can do. Like, <laughs> listen, like, let's grab the, let's, let's do the things. We can shoot videos. We can shoot all sorts of things. Because I came up with 13 different ways to build my income mm. post-divorce. Mm. And it's something about the freedom of, I don't have to answer to you. Like, I have to do what I have to do in order to take care of my kids. Right. And so I was like, well, here, here's all these things you can do to take care of your children. Mm. And then you went and did them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's the biggest piece. That's the biggest piece. And like, look at where we are. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Like, you are literally thriving. And I think once you get through the scary part of the unknown, then you're like, well, what do I want this to look like? Right. You, That's up to you. You build the life you want. Yeah, you build fresh. the life you want now that you no longer have the life you didn't. Mm. Well, well. Well, well. Well, tell the people where they can find out about all of the things that you taught me how to do. Because <laughs> they might want to know. Absolutely. So because... Shaniqua was one of those first people. Um, it has blossomed into a whole community of people. It's called the Empowered Entrepreneur Academy. Um, so you can find it on CoachChefKim.com. Just go to the top and click Academy. You can also go to Learn.CoachChefKim.com. The biggest piece for me, for women entrepreneurs to be empowered, yeah. is that this is more than how do I make money? Yes, I teach you how to make money. Mm -hmm. The bigger piece of that is how do I get my mind right? Mm. Because having a whole lot of money, but you still like stuck in your feelings and you don't know how to get over them and you crying every day, it that is happen. not helping you. So the Academy really focuses on the mindset of a woman and it focuses on ways that you can learn how to do mindfulness incorporated into every day. How do you yeah. get a break from your kids as a single mom? Right. Like, how do you find the time to create space for yourself 
that is what the Academy is for. And so I'm super glad I get to share that with you and your audience. Exactly. Because, I mean, once you are in the space where you can make space for yourself, then you can thrive. Then you can thrive. Because you can't take that step back and and, and really get your mental right. Like, because my mental was off for a little while. And that's to be expected. Snapped out. Yeah, but like you know, the thing that I tell people all the time is, I do not pour into other people from my cup. Mm. I pour from the overflow. From the overflow. So I am always full. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, then I'm not answering my phone. Like I have nothing to give you. There. And so I make sure that I stay full, and I teach other people how to fill their cup, and then everybody else gets the overflow, and that's it. Amen to that, sister. Well, I just want to thank you again for being on I Wish a Mother Would and I Wish a Mother Would try to stop us because we are taking over the world. Yes, honey? Absolutely. (laughs) Hey guys and welcome to the Help a Mother Out craft segment. So today's craft segment is a little sneaky because it's not really a craft but it is a craft but it's not a craft but it is a craft Um, because I had my kids craft with this particular thing. I have always had trouble with my little people remembering what their morning routine is, what their afternoon routine is, specifically their afternoon routine. Morning routine is pretty simple, but what they need to do in the afternoon, including chores. My children have been doing chores since they were two. Um, But I've created so many different charts to help them get to where their crafts and their routines are, but this is by far one of my favorites. Um, And this is called like a little flip chart. I'll call it a routine flip chart. So I have two here. One of them is Kayla's morning routine, and the other one is Kayla's afternoon routine. So it's flipped together using Velcro, but one thing that I found, I just discovered, is this Aileen's tack it over and over and it works just like velcro okay um so what you do is i have this printable on my website and etsy store you can grab the printable and then you can customize it and adding your child's picture and then adding your child's name okay so instead of saying kayla's morning routine it would say sarah's morning routine um and then after you customize that If your routine or their routine is not the same as my children's routine, you can just swap out what you need to swap out. So everything's already there for you. So, of course, they're going to brush their teeth and wash their face in the morning. I hope so. (laughs) Um, So that will probably stay the same. Get dressed. I have a little African-American little boy there. You might put a little girl there, however you want to work that out. Um, Make my bed, eat breakfast, grab a book, bag, water, put on your shoes, and then you do morning book or TV. If you guys have time for that, if you don't, then you may not even have that segment there. And then go to the car. They may ride the bus, so you can change that as well. Um, But the crafty part of this is once you print it, um, you'll print it double-sided. All the pages are included for morning routine and afternoon routines. Um, Once you print it, you'll cut up the strips, and then you can do one of two things. You can use Velcro which is what I used initially before I found out about this Tack It Over. And you can use Velcro and use Velcro, then they'll stick here. And then once they finish it, it just flips up and it says, I'm done, right? Or you can use this Tack It Over. So the tacky over, Tack It Over excuse me, is in one spot right now. I have it right here. And literally all you do is pull it up and it's stuck. And then you can pull it down and you can do it again. Pull it up, up, and it's stuck. No. <laughs> and you can tack it again. So you can tack it over and over again, just like 
Velcro, okay? So they just press it in and then it tacks on and then you flip all of them up. So once they finish all of their activities, they flip it up and they're done and they don't have to ask you in the afternoon, mommy, what am I supposed to do? Look at your chart. Look at your chart. All right. All right. This is another help a mother out craft. I hope that it was helpful for you, just like it is helpful for me every single day. If you give this a try and you get this principle um, from my site at dashercreations.com, um, make sure you tag Dasher Creations and use the hashtag help a mother out or I wish a mother would podcast. I will see you later. Welcome to Help a Mother Out in the Kitchen. So here I have a good friend of mine and my sorority sister, Miss Kamara Jenkins of Cam You Taste It. Cam You Taste It. Cam, Cam, you taste it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I can't help but cheer for you. Anyway, what are we doing today, girl? So today we're going to make a quick snack, right? We're going to call it Monster Ball. Monster Ball. Um, so we're just going to take, I'm sure that most of you, if you have some leftover cake, this is the easiest way to do a cake pop. So you take some leftover cake and we're going to just take a piece of it. What size cake is that? That's so cute. This is a four inch cake. You don't know. <laughs> It's like a little baby smash cake. It's Yeah, it's even smaller than a baby smash cake. So oh. we're going to crumble it up. I, I use the bag because it's a lot easier because you're going to have to smash some frosting in there to get it real nice and moist. And that will keep the mess away, right? Correct. Because the kids are going to love to like smash the cake. Like, yep. oh yeah. So after we get some frosting, this is homemade frosting, by the way. Mm -hmm. Don't try to dip your fingers in it. Ah, ah, ah. We're going to put a little in the bag and we're going to see how we can mix this around first to see, to make sure it's all um, completely mixed in because we want to make a ball and we want to make it moist enough with the frosting and the cake um, to have a good even amount so that the frosting coats the cake and we can make a ball that sticks together so like a 50 50 mixture yeah um or it depends on the kids because my kids they like more frosting than cake um, um but you still need some cake to actually make to a ball make it. so you really don't need much cake but you need some some you gotta have some okay um but we're gonna dip it in the chocolate after we make a ball now at home i would usually put these in the after i make it i would leave it in the refrigerator for a few minutes um just so it can solidify like 10 minutes um, 10 to 15 minutes is good, mm -hmm. um, and that gives you time to melt your chocolate. Um, you can go ahead and mix the chocolate up. Okay. Um, but once you, you know, mix your chocolate, then once we're, the balls are created and they've sat for a little while, then you can go ahead and, um, drop them in the chalk, in the chocolate. Um, so at, like I said, once you get it and there's a nice mixture of the frosting, mm -hmm. we're going to roll it around in our hands so we can get that ball shape um so you just grab like i said some of this and i know the kids are having a good time with that exactly right it's almost like play-doh and yes. slime and everything else but you can right? eat it but you can eat it and so um here we're gonna like i said roll it around mm -hmm. like a ball put it in a ball shape and then you know chocolate it's already a little ball. It's already and like ball. this chocolate is nice and creamy over here in this little mixer, this little yes, warmer. So I use a Wilton warmer because it's a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And it's eye level for the children. So then they can see it. They don't need to, you know, 
touch anything hot necessarily. Yeah. And your hands are on My it, hands so are on it. it. So, yeah, I guess hot might be hot. No, it's not hot. It's, it's okay. It's not hot. <laughs> so you can definitely touch it. Okay. Um, And then what we're going to do, like I said, is once it's, you know, chilled mm -hmm. in the freezer, let's just pretend, hey, it's been in there for 15 minutes, and now you want to take this ball mm -hmm. and you want to dip it in your chocolate. So, so you just take it by hand and dip it? Um, You technically could. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's why I got this spoon. Okay. So that you can then roll it around. Ah. Right? And so it's once you take it out, it's done. All so right. we're going to so take, take it out. And you can put it right there. Okay. What about all this extra? Is that okay? When you Once you put it, so what I do is I flip my spoon over mm -hmm. and put it down like right there. Okay. And then once it's dry, there you go. Okay. Oh, I did I think it. you're a I pro. Did I did it. You might be a pro at this. This is my first time ever doing cake <laughs> balls of some Monster sort. Monster balls. Monster balls. Correct. So once it's like this, it'll dry. Um, some kids, they don't want to wait for it to dry, but you know, chocolate, this particular melting chocolate takes about two minutes to dry. Okay, so like, not too long. Yeah, it's a, definitely a good dessert. Now, if we were doing sprinkles, do we need to add them right now before they dry? Before that dry, okay. yes. So if you want sprinkles, you're definitely able to add sprinkles. And then, boom, you so would you have this beautiful, mm-hmm. You would have this beautiful ball right here with the sprinkles added, just to give it a nice touch and Can some I eat festive. This? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's mine. Definitely. Is all mine? yours. Mm. Oh man. Oh, wait, is this red velvet? No, it's just it's chocolate. It's I just use red frosting. Oh, I need to use the red frosting. <laughs> Real good. Real good. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. So tell the people. Um, what do you have coming up? I think you do, usually it's some holidays coming up, so you got <laughs> special little kits for the kids. Yes, so I enjoy making cookie kits. So I make sugar cookies in the shape of whatever holiday is going on. So it could mm -hmm. be Halloween, it could be Christmas, it could be Easter. So I'm gonna make bunnies and carrots and Christmas trees and Santa Clauses and snowmen. And I make 12 cookies in a kit, mm -hmm. and I include three different colors of frosting and then two sprinkles with it so that the kids can decorate their own cookies and leave them out for Santa or eat them, um, you know, for Halloween or trick-or-treat or, you know, um, Easter. Okay, so where can they find you? Where can they find these kits? So Cam You Tasted is my Instagram and Facebook mm -hmm. page. And, and it'll be at the also, bottom of the screen. And it'll be at the bottom of the screen. Additionally, I have a vending... Um, event coming up October 21st mm -hmm. um, where I will be selling cookies, cakes, and cupcakes. And that's in the local Atlanta area. Local so if you're not Atlanta. in Atlanta, so sorry for you. Sorry. But you can't order cookie kits because you, you deliver, can't. don't you? I do, I do ship and yeah. I, I do ship cookies because it's the easiest thing to do. And maybe mm -hmm. a pound cake or two. Mm -hmm. No cakes, no frosting, no fondant. Sorry. Well, yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much because now I can make these little balls at home with the children. Yes, ma'am. They were yummy and I'm here for it. Guys, thank you for coming again to, uh, excuse me, to help a mother out in the kitchen. I'm, look, I'm chewing, honey. Don't, don't judge me, okay? Thank you so much, Kamara. Yeah, <laughs>